I first started thinking about what I wanted to do with my life, I wanted to make medicines. That's the voice of Kevin Lee, CEO of Bicycle Biotherapeutics, headquartered in Cambridge, UK, with key functions and members of the leadership team located in the Boston, Massachusetts area. Listen in now to hear Kevin's thoughts about leadership and how Bicycle Therapeutics is working on developing a new class of medicines called bicycles for diseases that are underserved by existing therapeutics. I'm John Simboli. You're listening to BioBoss. Today I'm speaking with Kevin Lee, CEO of Bicycle Therapeutics, headquartered in Cambridge, UK, with key functions and members of the leadership team located in the Boston, Massachusetts area. Welcome to BioBoss, Kevin. Hi, John. It's really great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Kevin, how did you find yourself as CEO of Bicycle Therapeutics? For as long as I can remember, I've always been fascinated with drug discovery. Uh, I've always wanted to make medicines. Um, uh, in the early parts of my career, I pursued this through the traditional pharma uh, uh, route, you know, multiple pharmaceutical companies moving to uh, positions of increased responsibility. And then I was approached about seven years ago about the, uh, about bicycle, uh, to go with a number of opportunities. Uh, and I just fell in love with the science that bicycle are doing. I fell in love with the people uh, in the company. Uh, and I thought this was a, a real opportunity to make a difference, uh, both in the discovery of novel medicines but also to in the pursuit of novel uh, uh, scientific understanding. As that opportunity presented itself, did it appear or did it feel to you at the time, as you remember, did it feel like, oh yeah, this is a natural progression or did it feel like, huh, I'm going to become a leader of a biopharma company, who'd have guessed? I never thought about the consequences of being the leader of the company. I, um, there was a moment, I remember it well, um, it was 2015, summer of 2015 in Philadelphia, where I met with the then CSO of the company and he described to me in a slide what the company was doing. Um, and I guess the previous 20 or so years of experience I had in direct discovery told me this was something special. When that opportunity came along, did it feel like it was the consequence of lots of research you had done looking for an opportunity like this, or did it more appear and you realized this, this, this is unusual? A bit of both. Um, the experiences that I'd had in drug discovery, my, you know, my first job in the industry was, was in peptide discovery. So I knew quite a lot about the science of peptides. And so I could put, you know, two and two together and make, make a, the, the right number. But I also saw the untapped potential in the opportunity, truly novel, truly differentiated, and I think underestimated, actually. I felt that I could make a difference. And you know, if there's one thing you want to do in your career is it's to make a difference. Everything sort of seemed to come together in that one, one slide. And then obviously I had to do my diligence and, and look into the company and there was a lot of places where I could add value, the, the strategic direction of the company, the things it needed to, to uh, the, the focus on. So there were lots of places where I could see the experience that I had in the industry, um, I could put to good use in, in, in this opportunity that I felt was, was very special. What were you hoping to achieve at Bicycle Therapeutics that might not have been possible at someplace else? 
I think it comes back to this being consequential, right? By the actions, the work that you do making a real difference. And, and sometimes that I think that gets lost a little bit in pharma. You become part of a big engine and you sometimes lose sight of, even as a senior manager. So I felt there was a, a real opportunity in Bicycle to, you know, have a well-defined role and within that have the responsibility to make a difference. But I also felt that the potential in, in in Bicycle. So so to sort of step back for a second, I believe that what we do in Bicycle is truly differentiated. I, there, there isn't another company on the planet that does what we do. The way I feel about or felt about it at the time and what I say to people who join the company is what we do really matters. You know, it may be that the science doesn't work. It may be ultimately that we don't find medicines, but if we don't do it, and it we do, there is the potential to find medicines. Then that's a huge lost opportunity for society. And so, by doing what we're doing, I feel you know we're doing something really important. You know, anything you do in this in this industry is I, I, I'm a scientist by training. It's an experiment, and you know. Sometimes you have to do the big experiments to get the you know answers to the big questions, and, and the big question that we're we're trying to answer at Bicycle are, you know, is this very novel drug modality? And you know, peptides have, you know, certainly you know, six or seven years ago when I was looking at this this opportunity, peptides had gone a little bit out of fashion. There were lots of new technologies coming along, you know, um, and people were getting excited by them. Uh, you know, I, I think peptides. You know, there's lots of drugs from a, with a peptide that can trace. You know, tra- trace back to, to sort of peptide origins. But I think people have lost a little bit of enthusiasm about that class of drugs. And um, and I thought that the the bicycle approach, which was you know first conceived by by Sir Greg Winter, who you know has has a pretty prestigious you know career in, in what he'd done in in, in the, the the antibody arena. I thought what he'd, you know, conceived in this bicycle platform was was truly, you know, truly worth investing, you know, a large component of my career in, um, because that big question and, and 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 almost the fear actually of that opportunity being missed for society, it, it, it felt too important not to not to grab with both hands and, and pursue. Realizing as you did from your background in peptides uh, that it was an interesting and powerful potential application, which you saw at Bicycle and realizing that maybe it was of the time to do that. Did it cross your mind at all that maybe rather than building a company to do this, I'll take this idea to Big Pharma, which I am familiar with and make it work that way? That's a really interesting question. I, 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 you know, it, it, and, it, and to be honest, it didn't. And, and I wonder why it didn't. At the time, the, the, the company was five years old. I'd spent a lot of time focusing on developing the technology. At the time, I think there was still a lot of question marks around whether the technology was ever going to be good for prime time. And I think this is the experience the company had. You know, there, there were a lot of question marks um, that maybe you know pharma would have would have had, and, and and that's fine about about the technology, and it was probably a little bit too early for you know a, a big pharma deal. 
looking at it from another lens, it would be it would have been very difficult for a you know farmer to have done a deal with a company that, that that at the time didn't have a CEO even in place. So it needed the CEO before it could get the deal done. Maybe the picture that you had of what it would be like to build bicycle therapeutics based on your experience and your knowledge of it looking very exciting. What was that experience like of actually being in and doing that over the last few years versus what you thought it might be when you came into it? Oh, I think it was far more challenging than I anticipated. In pharma, I'd, I, I, I'd had a bit, you know, quite a bit of experience with, you know, teams that perhaps weren't, were not performing as they should and, and, and sort of turning some of those situations around. And I felt that, you know, that was well within my grasp and capability. What I didn't kind of account for was was the, the you know the challenge of taking a company which was you know five years old I'd kind of lost that you know investor glow and the momentum that comes with with that with that perspective you know I found that you know whoever I'd spoken to had heard about bicycle had, had formed an opinion on bicycle and um, wasn't necessarily looking at the science that was in front of them, was looking at the the opinion then formed two or three years earlier when the company you know had a lot a lot of questions that it had to address. You know, the, the, one of the challenges we had with Bicycle is it was founded by Sir Greg Winter, who you know many people would say is you know the, the you know uh, you know responsible for much of the the, the great progress that the industry has made in, with, with antibodies, and people have really struggled. To understand the difference between what we're doing with, with bicyclic peptides and antibodies, and, and 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 I think when I joined the company, there was also you know I, I I wasn't quite sure. I knew there was there was something special in the platform, but I wasn't quite sure even myself what it was and where that sweet spot was. I always felt once we you know got in and we started doing some work and we brought in some additional. You know, uh, smart people with you know great experience. We would find the sweet spots. That's tr proven to be the case. But at the time, it was always our very challenging to, you know, argue the the pros of the platform when we hadn't got the data to support it. Versus, you know, years and years and years of data on, on on antibodies and you know one of the things with with the antibody field now is there's a there's a, there's a lot of dogma out there that's that's you know i don't think is necessarily often supported with data and so it makes it doubly difficult you know when you when we, we talk about our technology we you know one of the great things and the thing that people miss about our technology is we have specificity we, we can bind to a target with this similar affinity and similar selectivity as an antibody can but we're a hundred times smaller than antibody. And therefore we penetrate into tissue like a small molecule can. And you know, people assume that antibodies go everywhere in the body, which is not the case. They don't penetrate deep into tissue. And so, you know, it took us a bit of time to generate that data to show, well, here's one sweet spot. Here's, and what we've developed over the last few years is this idea of bicycle being a, a precision guidance system. Yes, they have their own pharmacology and we can use them as standalone pharmacological agents. And we've got, you know, we've got molecules in the clinic right now that are, that are doing very well in that, that capacity. But using a bicycle attached to, a, in the case of our most advanced molecules, attached to a, a, a toxin, 
and using the bicycle to guide with precision that toxin into the into the, the tissue of interest, in this case a solid tumor, I think is very unique. You know, and you need the data to support this, initially preclinical and then clinical. Uh, you know, another thing that people kind of forget about with antibodies is people always tell me about antibodies as they're being so specific. I rephrase it and I say they're actually specifically non-specific because you have the parts of the antibody that bind to the antigen. They're very specific in what they do. But you, these antibodies evolved to talk to the immune system. So you have the FC component of the molecule, which has multiple pharmacologies. And we see that, you know, every day in the, the long circulating half-life of an antibody. That's mediated by a specific receptor. So by definition, there's multiple pharmacologies in antibody. And in some cases, that's a great advantage. In other cases, I think it's a real problem. And it's only when you get something as novel as a bicycle which doesn't have the FC, you can actually see the difference and the advantages not having an FC might bring. So it's, it's been a fascinating few years for me. It's been a, a real eye-opening experience to take some of these dogmas, some of these things that people take for granted or, or don't think about and really challenge those ideas. And so not only I, I think at Bicycle we're making great medicines, hopefully great medicines, you know, potential great medicines. But but we're also, you know, I think helping the entire medical field think about, you know, what is, you know, an established modality and maybe rethink about some of these ideas. So so so, you know, it's it's a great great place to be in the uh, and a great experience to be, you know, challenging some of the dogma that exists and 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 asking where the data is. When you're talking with someone who's an intelligent and thoughtful person, but from outside our biopharma community, and they say, well, maybe it's your spouse's friend or something, I don't, who knows? And they say, well, Kevin, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that one? Honestly, I say, I used, I used to be a scientist, but I'm now in administration. Um, you know, I live, breathe, think, uh, bicycle 24-7. As being a CEO, have you learned what management style works best for you, you know, is who you are? When I was younger, you know, I tried to do everything. I tried to be in, involved in every conversation, you know, directing everything from the front. And then as I think as you get older, um, you, you know, you realize that you're not the best qualified to do everything. There are better people in the company. And, you know, if, if I didn't have people who were better than me at, 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 in their respective areas, I wouldn't be doing my job correctly. And, you know, empowerment becomes important, trusted in people, um, recognizing that, it, you know, it's a team effort. And actually trying to encourage people to, you know, to be the best they can and supporting them, I think is absolutely crucial. And then I think as a CEO, you become more of an integrator right you get a lot of the information comes to you you need to make sure that the the information is shared appropriately across the organization and that you know that that you're supporting people to be the best they can and you're not the expert in everything and that's the i think that's the biggest transition from being you know a, a scientist to, to moving into into leadership you know you really want people who are better than you doing the science and you're you know you understand the steps in their respective areas and what your job is is more to support them make sure they have what they need to be the best they can be one of the things i've learned and it's been a really important learning is is you know 
having the honesty and maybe the the humility to you know admit and you don't know things and you know you know more than me about this you know let's talk it through um now that isn't a, a, that isn't a, 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 an opportunity to you know um pass on the decision making obviously every decision has to stop with the with the ceo but i think it's important to recognize who the experts are who the true experts are and make sure they have a place at the table and, and in 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 these you know really technical decisions and um you know listen to what they've they say integrate that information into the bigger picture and then make clear and 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 and, and, and well thought through decisions you know that, that hopefully everyone supports can you remember way back to when you were perhaps eight or nine or ten you you picked the time but that time in life when we were very eager to be the kind of grown-up that we thought we wanted to be usually what we thought our parents wanted us to be i'm sure but can you recall that and does that have anything to do with being the ceo of a biopharma company for as long as i remember um you know from the day i first started thinking about what i wanted to do with my life i wanted to make medicines the difference the difference you know between then and now is I thought that making a medicine would be taking two test tubes and pouring one into the other and somehow that was the medicine. To today, I realized that you know medicines are a very complicated process and it's not necessarily just pouring one test tube into another that leads to the medicine. There's huge amounts of you know um, administration, bureaucracy, you know, technology, um, skills across you know from from across the board that lead to the medicine and so whilst i've never in in, in some of the molecules that we're, we're, we're now in have in the clinic i can never confess to being the one who poured one test tube into the other uh, i you know think i've touched all the medicines so I've, I've touched them in a different way you know i think it's a bit unusual to have been a young boy or a young man and have that is your goal? I mean, just to give you a bit more insight into that, I come from a, a railway town, uh, you know, very, very working class town in the, in the northwest of, of, of England. And, you know, most of my family, um, you know, generations were worked in, in the railways. Um, you know, it was perceived that, you know, it would be very aspirational and virtually unheard of, you know, around about 40 miles away from, from where I lived, there was, a, there was a pharmaceutical company. And that was kind of, you know, you'd really, really aspire to try and go there. And that would be, that's what got me interested um, in, 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 in what, what, it, what does this company do? What, you know, what's it about? And then I, then I learned, you know, read into it. And then I just became fascinated, absolutely enthralled with the idea that there were these things that you can't see, um, but somehow you know the lock and key they buy you know they bind into this in this specific way, and something that you cannot see else you know it can actually have such a profound effect on human physiology. And and I was hooked, and you know I still one of the most exciting things for me is 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 these days is structural biology. And just seeing us, how our molecules fit into, you know, into the receptor. It just, you know, I don't confess to being an expert or understanding it, but it's one of the most 
fascinating and exciting things that that that, 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 that I get to touch in, 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 in my, my job. When people ask who is Bicycle Therapeutics, how do you like to answer? I say we're a company that's working on a, on a very new novel technology um, that, that has some of the you know, uh, uh, beneficial attributes of classical small molecules and some of the, the beneficial attributes of large molecules. And we create these, these molecules with unique properties. I think they have very broad applicability across many therapeutic areas. They're not a replacement for biologics or for small molecules, but there are certain pro aspects about this technology that I think make it a superior approach for certain applications across many therapeutic areas. Do people who follow the field, do they ask the question, well, isn't that a bit like, and then you name it, the company, do you, do you get that question or is yours differentiated enough? You know, what we work on are what we call constrained peptides. So one of the problems with peptides is, you know, um, they are uh, classically, you know, through every amino acid in a peptide is free to rotate. Um, so everything is moving and, and, and the peptide adopts many conformations. What's very clever about this technology, there's, there's a number of things clever, but one of the fascinating things is what we do is we take a peptide and we essentially wrap it around a small molecule. So we, we, schematically, like a pretzel, it's a bicyclic molecule. It has two cycles, two loops, uh, hence the name bicycle. And, and, and when you do that to a peptide of this size, it massively constrains the rotational freedom of the individual amino acids. So you get a molecule which is kind of locked into its preferential conformation for target engagement. So you get very selective, very high affinity molecules. And, and, and that is a complete differentiator, uh, the bicyclic structure. And, and, and I'm not aware of any other company that, that, that works on bicyclic peptides. In my experience, a CEO will often be at a presentation at a conference, perhaps an investor conference, where they can quickly, after their presentation, see who might want to talk further. Some people are a good fit, some people are not a good fit. That's fine. Then there's another group where it seems like there could be a good fit, but then when there's the follow-up conversation, there's the realization, well, they actually heard something different from what I intended. So now I need to re-clarify. So if that happens with you, what do people tend to hear that you say, well, that's actually not it, it's this? People confuse what we're doing with antibodies. I've actually followed, had follow-up meetings with people and, and, it, and it's, in, it's interesting, you get that moment where it just dawns on them. It's fascinating that these things are a hundred times smaller than an antibody. And I've even said it, and then I've had the person, you know, like two minutes later say, so they're that small, because that just opens up a whole manner of new possibilities, right? Um, and you know, there's a number of features about the technology, but I think the size is is, is really important. You know, they're, they're fully synthetic because they're small; they penetrate into tissue. Um, they're renally eliminated, so we don't deal with have any of the vagaries of liver metabolism, liver liver recirculation. And, and, and something that's really, really cool about what we do, and, and, and this is very technical, John, so, so, so forgive me you know, if, I, if, if I go too technical, but the very, very clever thing that, that Sir Greg um, conceived when he thought about bicycles 
was the manner in which we find bicycles. So we use a technique called phage display. So we use bacteriophage to present the bicycles on the surface. Every phage presents a different bicycle. So we have these huge libraries and, and the power of successive drug discovery is a function of the size and diversity of the, start, of the, the library you start from. So we have this mind-bogglingly large library of bicycles that we can screen very quickly. But the really cool thing is, the bicycles we find, when we screen, there's, there's actually an added advantage to what we do. So the first thing is, when we screen, we basically take this phage library and, and, and combine it with the target of interest, and then we wash everything that doesn't bind away. So we find, in that process, molecules which bind to their target with high affinity, right? Now, the, the kind of unforeseen upside of this is not only do we find bicycles which bind to the target with high affinity, but by definition, these are bicycles that are tolerant to conjugation because they're attached to the phage. Now, that opens up, it sounds, it's a small, potentially, you know, sounds small, but it's huge because for us, it's, it's, it's very simple for us then to attach anything to the bicycle because there's nothing there's nothing we can attach to a bicycle that's going to be bigger than a phage and so in small molecule drug discovery you know you have a molecule and you might change a, a, a methyl group for an ethyl group and you lose activity right so it's very difficult to conjugate onto a classic small molecule a toxin or um, you know another molecule um, in biologic yes you can attach but it's quite complex biological engineering. It's it's complicated. It takes time. For us, it's 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 one kind of procedure. It's very quick. So we can use this for all manner of things. In fact, our lead molecules are conjugates. Here we're conjugating a high potency toxin to the bicycle using the precision guidance system of the of the bicycle to deliver the toxin. But we can take two pharmacologically distinct bicycles. One is designed to home into the tissue and the other could activate the immune system or some other functionality so i think this is a step change in drug discovery the idea that you can you know for years people have talked about precision you know precision medicines and when we talk about precision medicines we often talk about you know a small molecule which binds selectively to a mutant kinase that's one way of achieving precision another way which I don't think we've, we've really honed in on and, and, and managed to, 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 to realize is by you know, having one entity which guides an agent which might not in itself have that precision targeting system, but drives it into the locality of the tissue where it needs to work. And I think I think that opens up so many opportunities. And, 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 and you know, when, when, when I started, and I said, you know, I think there's going to be with bicycle. And I thought, I said, I think there's going to be really exciting opportunities. I'm not quite sure what they're going to be. I think, I think this is is truly uh, one of those really exciting opportunities. What sort of partners are a good fit? Bicycle is a is a high science company, and we want it to remain a high science company. You know, I want it to be a company where we have, you know, the the best scientists um, doing the best work innovated in the best way you know coupled with the best clinical function that we that we can possibly attain and so you know the nature of our technology 
you know, is very high science. So collaborators, whether they're academic or commercial, I think, you know, really need to be, you know, a very strong scientific caliber. You know, I think when you start working with the bicycle technology, the possibilities are endless uh, in the right people's, you know, people's hands. And so, you know, I think it's really good for our scientists to sort of riff off other people's, you know, uh, other scientists' ideas. And uh, uh, and then what, what I have to do and my colleagues have to do is then we have to overlay some discipline and some focus. Uh, because one of the problems with Bicycle being the only company on the planet that has this technology and the technology being so broad is, you know, there's almost too many things to do. So, so from a partnering perspective, I, I like imaginative, strong scientists who are very collaborative, you know, able to, you know, able and willing to pursue, you know, maybe areas that they didn't first imagine that they would, uh, but also to have the, the sort of commercial acumen to realise you can't do everything. And we need some discipline in, 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 in the process as well. What kind of people thrive at Bicycle Therapeutics? Myself and my colleagues, we're trying to build the most scientifically strong organization or we possibly can. We're, we're blessed being in, in the two Cambridges, the, 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 the two ecosystems. Um, so I think people who are scientifically strong, driven, disciplined, uh, and importantly, team players. You know, we've, we've got a really strong um, team culture here. Um, you know, and I think that speaks to the, the technology is so novel. You know, I would argue that, you know, some of the more modular technologies, you can just think in one dimension, well, I've just got to go after this target and I've got to, you know, follow the footsteps of, you know, a hundred people before and to optimize in this molecule to get to, whether it's a biological or a small molecule, to get it to be fit for purpose. Bicycle is a bit different. Every every experiment we do, potentially it's the first experiment time that experiment's ever been done. You know, um, what if we take three bicycles and put them together? What if we put two bicycles and something else together? This is this is groundbreaking stuff, and so we need people who have the imagination and the curiosity, you know, to be able to cope with that. Frankly, Kevin, what's new at Bicycle Therapeutics? Every day there's something new and exciting. Um, that's the, the beauty of having, you know, um, four molecules of our own in the clinic, one part of the molecule in the clinic and, and, and progressing new horizons. So, you know, very excited by the emerging clinical data and, and, and actually the translation of that data and, and the interpretation of that data and putting it into context around what we know about, you know, more traditional approaches. I think it's it's truly, truly exciting to, to be, you know, um, seeing the emergence of, 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 uh, of some of the things that we've long hypothesized might be, you know, true. And then, and then it, and it, you know, the, the, the actual real life manifestation of it, I think is very exciting. You know, our screening platform continues to uh, reward us and, and fascinate us and deliver things that we never expected it to. Um, you know, we get a lot of, you know, um, interest, you know, from, from potential partners and existing partners and, 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 and it's great because they bring new ideas into the mix. So except Bicycle is a really, you know, fast moving, exciting place to be. When you're contemplating this 
fascinating puzzle, let's call it for a moment, and, and how it's you're forming it and shaping it and, and putting the pieces together on it. Do you at that stage get to step back ever and say, you know, if this works out the way I hope it will, we're actually going to really do some good in people's lives. Or is that something, obviously that's where you want to go, but is that something you address later on after the puzzle pieces come together? You know, I, I think it's kind of part of my role to actually explain to the bicycle team, you know, and, and, and try and translate what I think we're seeing and what they could potentially mean. I think it's, you know, it's behooving on me to take that step back and lay out the sheer enormity of, of the potential opportunity. So, so I think it's something I try and do quite a lot, actually, um, because this is a big beast of a company and we really need to reflect on that and understand that and handle it in the correct way. When you're trying to explain to your colleagues and to others what the potential benefit is for patients, how do you describe that given the complexity of the science that you're working with? I would say a couple of years ago, that was challenging. The great thing is now, I don't have to do that anymore because we're in the clinic and we're already seeing the advantages. It's really exciting and rewarding for the staff. Uh, it's also actually very illuminating for you know investors and potential partners. Because you've got to remember, it's, it's this, what we're doing has never been done before. But to be the first people ever to put these molecules in and to see that, you know, to a large extent, they're behaving as we anticipated they would. And that's bringing, you know, already it's bringing be benefit to patients, you know, handfuls of patients right now. And, but, you know, the early signs are really promising. Um, and, uh, and much of what we predicted, uh, it, it, you know, has proven to be correct. So, so now, once you get that data, people really believe. How does the Bicycle Therapeutics Pipeline express your vision for the company? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. So, so because the, novel, the, the modality is so novel, I, I think about each approach that we're taking as an experiment, an unvalidated experiment. So, you know, our initial hypothesis was these very small bicycles could precision guide you know, high potency toxins into solid tumors. Um, and, you know, we, we actually took three molecules into the clinic, one to a, a, an unprecedented target, one to a target that had, you know, a, a conventional approach that had failed against and a, and, and a target where the, the conventional approaches had worked. And what we were trying to address there is one, does the technology you know, does it actually do what we wanted it to? Does it precision guide the, 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 the toxin into the tissue? And does that generate benefit? And then if it does, you know, how broad is the applicability of the target? So does it work against unprecedented targets? Does it work against failed, you know, you know, targets that have failed conventional approaches and, and targets that have been, you know, successfully drugged? And so I think, you know, the idea that, that, you know, we're trying to, with a very novel technology, address questions, you know, important questions about the technology in a logical kind of gated manner, I think the pipeline does represent, you know, the way, you know, we think about the technology um, and, and, and how we want to, uh, you know, uh, apply it. So having, a, having done that experiment, you know, we're only halfway through the experiment. We have emerging clinical data, which looks, I think, pretty good. You know, we're now gated to say, well, let's double down on that investment. 
So we have that, and then we have this other approach where we're really trying to bring a next generation of you know immune oncology molecules. One of the fascinating things about immune oncology is you know one approach to immune oncology is you use bispecific antibodies where one arm of the the, 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 the antibody binds to a tumor cell and the other arm binds to a, a an immune effector cell. And, and the idea is that the antibody brings the two together and the immune cell can then kill the tumor cell. And you see these really nice cartoons where there's these two cells in juxtaposition, this tiny antibody, which you know fits perfectly in, you know, between the two. The only place that exists is in the cartoon. You know, the, the, the fact of the matter is the, the distance between the, 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 the antigen binding parts of the antibody is, is quite large. So they're, 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 I guess they're close, but they're not, they're not in the immune, normal, normal immune synapse. And, and because our molecules are so, so much smaller, we actually can bridge a tumor cell and immune, an immune cell within a, a normal immune synapse. So we have the experiment going on at the moment in the clinic. Does that afford better uh, efficacy? What does that, you know, how, what does the tolerability of that look like? And then what, if that works, then we'll double down on that. So because this is a new technology, we can't go charging in any one area. Uh, and I think that would be, you know, bad investment. So we're doing staged investment, asking logical questions, and then based on what we see, we're then dis making decisions on further investment. And we'll continue to do that with the technology. So I think it does, you know, represent the way we think about the world. Kevin, thanks for speaking with me today. John, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed it. And hopefully we get the chance to talk again. When I launched the BioBoss podcast with my focus on leadership in biopharma 46 conversations ago, the idea that animated me then is the same one I experienced in my discussion with Kevin Lee, how a leader singles out an irresistible curiosity and translates it from the mystery of a scientific abstraction to the clarity of a medicine that can help patients. During my BioBoss conversations with biopharma founders and CEOs, I've learned about multiple paths these leaders have taken to reach their goals. Kevin Lee's route is an unusually direct line from early interests to current endeavor. As Kevin said, from the day I first started thinking about what I wanted to do with my life, I wanted to make medicines. Kevin goes on to say that early in his work life, I just became fascinated, absolutely enthralled with the idea that there were things that you can't see that somehow have such a profound effect on human physiology. It's this falling in love with an idea that propels Kevin's work and the commitment of so many biopharma founders and CEOs and fascinates me and likely BioBoss listeners as well, because after all, many of us fall in love with an idea at some point in our lives. One of the qualities that sets Kevin apart is the rare skill of knowing how to find the way from idea to solution. As Kevin puts it, you have to be able and willing to pursue areas that you don't first imagine, but also have the commercial acumen to realize you can't do everything. You must overlay some discipline and focus. And that is especially challenging in an evolving discipline like biopharma, where in the case of Kevin and bicycle therapeutics, every experiment we do is potentially the first experiment of its kind that has ever been done. He adds, sometimes you have to do the big experiments to get the big answers to the big questions. I'm John Simboli. You're listening to BioBoss. <laughs>